Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the little show that we call Last Christian. My name is J.D. Williams, located here in beautiful East Texas. Joining me all the way from New York, New York, my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. David Paxton. And Hello, David, everybody. I know that you have something that you want to tell people right off the top. and I'm going to give it to you right now. Go ahead. I do. And uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because those are the only two genders I recognize. Amen. If you could recognize the flag behind me, I'll give you a little clue about what we're going to do today. I have a great friend of mine, also a Christian movie producer. Uh, he is right across the pond, so it's easy to get to. His name is Mark Sutherland, and I want to invite him to the show. You are going to be amazed. He has more knowledge it, basically, he's forgotten more than I know about world politics, uh, and we just, you can't say enough about Mark, and let, we'll, we'll get him going, and then, you know, at some point in life, we will stop him from talking because we have to end the show, but it's going to be great. Welcome to the show, Mark. Uh, lovely to be here, and uh, thank you for that reminder that there are only two two genders. So it's wonderful to join you, gentlemen, from this side of the pond. Joel, an honour to meet you, and thank you very much for having me on the show with a dear friend of mine, David. Thank you well, very much. Mark, it is my pleasure to have you on here, and um, I'm looking forward to this discussion. For those of you uh, who are uh, regular viewers or listeners, depending, um, you know that this is the normal segment of uh, the Week in Review. But because we do have uh, Mr. Mark Sutherland joining us all the way from the UK, we're going to kind of deviate from that a little bit. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about the Week in Review. We will do that uh, to a, a little bit. But, you know, news and prophecy um, I've got it on the screen there where news and prophecy collide, and that's exactly what's going on. Um, the last Christian is all about uh, uh, finding that last Christian. And Mark, you haven't you haven't been on before. You don't know me yet. Uh, we've gotten a, we talked for just a few minutes before the, the show started. But I want to tell you what the new what the last Christian is all about. And maybe somebody out there uh, is joining us for the first time and hasn't heard this. Uh, and then you can comment. You can tell me, you know, okay, well, that's garbage or, you know, yeah, okay, I believe you. I think you'll believe me, but anyway, here we go. Just like there is a last play in every football game, you know, the quarterback drops back, he throws that pass, you know, and, you know, there's no flags down and it's win or lose right now, right? Okay, well, when that play is over, guess what? The game's over. All right, well, just like that, there has to be that last individual to accept Jesus Christ before the rapture of the church has to happen, okay? So just like that last play in a football game, there's going to be that last person, man or woman, somewhere in the world. doesn't matter where. It could be there in the U.K., could be here in the United States, could be in Japan, could be in North Korea, could be anywhere. And they're could going to pray that prayer. Man. They're going to pray that prayer of salvation, and they're going to say, in Jesus' name, and guess what? The next face they see is going to be Jesus Christ staring at them, and we're going to be sitting right there with them in the clouds, and everybody on earth is going to have to wait and go through at least seven years of tribulation. And I mean the worst time that the, earth, that the earth has ever seen since its inception and the worst thing that it will ever see, and that's seven years of wrath. Now, do you believe that? 
Mark, do you believe that there is a rapture of the church, that we're going to be collected in the air? It's very interesting because it's always pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, pan-trib. All I do know is unless we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we would I would use a phrase on this side of the pond that we are what's commonly known as stuffed. We are not going to get through. I do believe that we are going to go through some hard times, but I do believe that unless we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we do not understand what is going on in the world right now. We have no understanding of that. And our faith gives us the opportunity to begin to understand that and put that into the context of, of, world, of world events. All I do know, and I will stand by this, is that um, it's going to get a little bit rough, to say the least. And unless I I knew Jesus, uh, unless I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and then knowing what my purpose is and my calling, and you're right, it is that as Romans eleven talks about the fact that that mystery of of the Jews being blinded for us to be grafted into the root. There will come a time when the church age is finished. Amen. But I don't know when that is. Mm -hmm. But what I do know, and I'm looking as we're looking at certain events and the appalling events that happened on the 7th of October, where 1,400 people in Israel were murdered right. from adult men, women and children and babies being thrown into ovens and all of this. Mm -hmm. I cannot comprehend, even though I have one of the most harrowing experiences of my life was to stand in a gas chamber in outfits in Germany, which mm -hmm. I did in 1986, mm -hmm. um, and to just working that through to think that people had been gassed. So, the worst pogrom since the Holocaust happened on October the 7th, um, which is a reminder. It's a big reminder of events as they are folding on the what we'd call the you know, eschatological timeline on biblical prophecy timeline, because this sadly is going is going to happen. And also the way the whole world has reacted to it. Sorry, we're suddenly going down. I don't know where you want to go. I'm more than happy to discuss that because <laughs> oh, well, we are about to, with as when this program goes out, etc. We would have had we've had constant marches in London, oh, which yeah. I'm now finding deeply offensive. Well, let me jump I'm, in. I'm let, let, me, let me jump in on that note because mm. uh, David. Uh, can comment on this. I'm, I'm, this is uh, coming from a number of uh, news outlets that mm. the that New York has experienced a 214 yes. percent surge yeah. in yeah. anti-Jewish crimes, not mm. just anti-Semitism, but mm. crimes in the month of October. Hmm. And, you know, we're, we're seeing these protests, these marches all across the United States. Uh, we've had them here in Texas. And 
I, you know, you hear these people saying from the river to the sea, and I, David and I talked about this in the last show, how many people really knew what that meant. And, you know, I don't think people do understand it. I think that they believe that means, you know, just move them out of the way and let them Palestinians have it. And then, you know, then everybody's going to yell, come by and we all live together. They don't understand that what they're trying to do is fulfill Adolf Hitler's role in exterminating and completely eliminating the Jewish race from the earth. I mean, that's really what it means. Uh, David, you can comment there from New York on, on what you're saying. Yeah, actually, um, you know, Mark's right. The, the protests, they're, they're growing here. Now, um, I do a lot of my work actually in Brooklyn where it's huge, it, all types of different Jewish communities. So it's actually uh, pretty safe over there. Uh, and they're not the ones causing the problems, let me tell you. They're, yeah. they're the ones that are just, you know, living life and, and being who they are. And it's uh, others who, who are causing the problems. Um, but I do like Mark's vantage point because he indeed is five hours ahead in the future for me. So I, I get to see what's happening and, and coming up. So that's a beautiful thing. And as far as um, <laughs> the end of the age, this is to be expected. So like we, like we talk about a lot, um, yes, it is horrific, but that's what the Bible says will happen. Right. It will be the most horrific time. So the encouraging part of this is as it gets more horrific, we know that the return of Christ is that much closer. Amen. So that's what I wanted to, to get out there. I, I use it as a form of encouragement, even though it's, uh, it, it's very sad. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 I agree. I mean, I have been appalled. I am appalled by the marches that are going on with what has been uncovered from this side of the pond. So let, let's just, I mean, in many ways, let's just get to it. Let's be frank. We, in 2005-06, Melanie Phillips, who is a very, very well-known journalist on your side i mean she is british she is jewish she um lives in 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 israel with her with her husband um who has a legal background now she used to write in the guardian she moved from the left to the perceived right she woke up about their about things and in 2005-06, she wrote a book called Long Donistan, where she was warning, warning us, warning us about our capital, warning about who was living here. Now, the other incredible journalist, Douglas Murray, who I greatly respect, has been, who is now presently in Israel um, to uh, just to see what's going on the ground with his own eyes and a huge supporter of the Jewish community. He um, he said that we have in this country, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed, I can't remember the guy's name, but basically we have an ex, ex inverted commas, Hamas commander that lives in North London. Mm. He, uh, he is on, I think, welfare. He was given citizenship um, mm. under the last uh, Labour government. So that would be 13, 13 year, years ago. Um, and he resides there. Now, Douglas turned around and said, I've immediately written to the Home Secretary, etc., etc., saying, why is this man in this country? We then also have another gentleman whose name, I'm sorry, I can't think of right now, an Iranian gentleman who wrote 
a pamphlet that's the equivalent of the book and Douglas Murray has just recently been talking about this in uh, in the last you know 24 36 hours in that sense and um, but he's been going on about this for many many years this gentleman wrote the, a pamphlet in which the the whole thing of why Tehran uh, then declared, declared a death sentence on Salman Rushdie oh. for writing the book, The Satanic Verses. Mm -hmm. Now, we have to speak out. I'm, we are like you. You've said you're in Eastern Texas. I have recently been in America for 12 weeks. I returned on the 12th of September. I am fully aware of what's happening on your border. I am fully aware of what's happening because I also saw the traffic increase on what's going on and I'm paying attention on the ground to what's going on. The incredible journalist there, you have Michael Yon, who's been on a uh, radio program of a dear friend of mine as well. We've got uh, Anne Vandersteel down there have been doing some incredible reporting on the southern border, on the invasion that is continuing. And David in New York is seeing the other end of that, of right. where Abbott has been bussing illegal immigrants up to New York to say to the mayor, is it Mayor Adams there, David, to turn mm -hmm. around and go, um, you can have the problem where you declared that uh, you were going to be a, a what I forget the term, you know, what's it city to sanctuary say? Sanctuary city for immigrants. Yes. In other words, let's now, just destroy the country. Imagine this. We have, yeah, Here we go. We have got the same Here problem. he is, the, the installed uh, token governor that they, they literally installed and said, you're going to yes. be my puppet, is the one that's actually yeah. saying, listen, we're not going to do this anymore. No, absolutely. That's how bad it is. Absolutely. Well, you know, here because in Texas, here in Texas, this is nothing new. Um, my entire life, there have been the immigrants coming from Mexico. Um, if you happen to live on the border, directly on the border, and I have worked there. I have worked on the border in Laredo, Texas. You had uh, Nuevo Laredo is the Mexican city. They're connected, basically. You you go across the International Bridge, and, and you know, you've got Laredo on this side. You've got Nuevo Laredo on the other. And people have come across for years peacefully, and these people work in the United States. They buy their goods in the United States, and they cross the border. They go back, and they live in Nuevo. Uh, now, of course, we've got a flood of um, illegal immigrants, and that's not a derogatory term, by the way. And by the way, I'm a member of the U.S. Press Association. I can say this, and I can report it as factual. These are, these are illegal. If you look it up, Okay, you look up what illegal means, you know, that you do something against the law. Well, it's against the law to enter the United States without permission, without the proper documentation. So that makes them illegal immigrants. We have a lot of illegals come across, but the flood started under the present administration. I don't get political on this show, but it started under this current administration, and it got so bad that the governor of Texas decided, okay, you want to do that? We'll send them to you. So we decided to send buses up north and let these people experience what Texas has gone through for well over 100 years, okay? Now, we've sent a fraction, I'm going to say 1% of those that cross have been sent 
to the East Coast, and they can't handle it. And I, I saw a thing just the other night where the citizens in Chicago, the alderman made a mistake. He said, I want to know how many of y'all want to do away with, with this sanctuary city. It's a, a simple question. Well, he asked the question, and he didn't know the answer, and these people started screaming, no, no, no. And you, I mean, it was loud. I guarantee you there's a lot of outlets in the United States that didn't cover that. I promise you. Okay, but but this, it's very, it's very, it's it's absolutely, and it's very, it's very interesting. It's also extremely worrying within yeah. Texas because they yes. want to turn Texas Democrat. You had Beto having a very good go at that, and I know <laughs> you may not discuss, may not you may not discuss politics, but I will give you a vantage point from this side because, okay. as David very very kindly and his kind words said at the beginning, I am passionate about your country and knowing what's going on mm -hmm. and i have to say it grieves me that not enough americans are passionate about what's going on in their own country mark now, people here you in the I, united states don't even know who the president is i mean well, I, 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 I just i'm just being honest <laughs> here I don't, uh, if you watch <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I watch fox news okay if mm. that makes me conservative okay i'm conservative i, I admit mm. that but mm. anyway um I, there, there's a guy that does a primetime show, Jesse Waters. He does a, a yes, show. Yeah. And, and he goes out and he asks questions, simple questions, really simple, like, who's your vice president? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when, uh, who, and this one, don't take this one personally, okay? Uh, who did America fight for independence? Um, you'll be Me surprised. Me personally. <laughs> yeah. Mexico has been mentioned, Canada, um, you know, um, uh, I don't know is a common answer. You know, it's because here in the United States, and I don't know what it is in in uh, UK, but now they teach kids a test. That's what they teach them. Uh, I've got two grand two grandkids that are in school. They are required. The curriculum requires them to teach for the test, not for knowledge, but mm. teach for the test. So we have raised a generation of idiots is what we're raising mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. They have mm -hmm. no common mm -hmm. sense, and they have no reasoning skills. Now, that's opinion, and that's covered by the United States Constitution, freedom of speech, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, that's my opinion of what's going on, and that's the reason that I encourage people to go do the homeschool route. You know, um, Well, I, I, um, I, I completely and utterly agree with you, and I support you in that. It's very interesting. I mean, to give, a, to give a geographical context, and I think this is what's really important, the UK fits into Texas two and a half times. We yeah. have a population in the UK of 68, 70 million. How many of them uh, add the illegals maybe? That's another issue. Mm -hmm. We have the same problem on our southern coast coming over the English Channel at the moment. And it's, and I would even go venture to say it's like a private army that is now invading this country that's in various hotels. And we have to ask that question maybe one day with a little switch. What are these fighting men age between 18 and, th 18 and 32, 3 mm -hmm. going to do? Um, your school system like ours is not teaching critical thinking. It's right. not teaching history. If, if you then look at when was the, the civics actually properly taught 
in your con in your country um that's another that's another big issue but no i mean i mean this is going to sound an appalling to some people's ears but we look at the marches that are going on and these people singing from the river to the sea which right. is a genocidal trope they have no understanding that um there are no such thing as a people group of palestinians they reside right. my opinion right. they reside in gaza now that that word was uh, the whole thing of palestinian was created by yasser arafat in 1967 and i will mm -hmm. let's just say this and i do not believe that dividing the land is what we should be doing it's not right. what god has called it called people to do so when you remind them of history and say that in 1937 in 1947 i think in 1956 you can then argue in in 2000 2006 you, there was a two-state solution offered and it was refused every single time and why right. is that refused every single time ladies and gentlemen because they want to exterminate 15 million people in the world and the 15 million people in the world happen to be the jewish nation right. within our country we have 300 i think a population of 300,000 jews that are presently living within the uk i uh, i am horrified i am disgusted i at times have been incandescent with rage and upset and it, and it, and i have been bawling my eyes out sometimes with why with the anti-semitism with the hate and we know where this has come from and then as and david would really correct me uh, would really put me right on this it's absolutely right as a people group they have suffered so much persecution over the years now if someone said to me yes but they're suddenly in this land and it's not their land and i've gone well hold on a minute <laughs> they're three thousand three thousand years old mm -hmm. and 75 years new they are judah and samaria right. judah the word is the clue is in the word judah judah jews mm -hmm. that is their land and the right. thing is they should not have it's very easy for me to say here and the wonderful uh, Israeli um, an ex IDF captain uh, Caroline Glick if you don't know her work look her up superb and Caroline would say this that they should not have retreated from Gaza in 2006 right and then suddenly suddenly mm -hmm. now the subject of the subject of why were there 17 breaches along the border in one day is another issue did the why why the uh the gentleman um that was potentially informed that there could be this kind of attack then ignored it the egyptians were warning etc etc that is a subject in many ways for another day there are huge huge questions but the attack happened and how would it's bad enough for what texas is going through at the moment fentanyl coming over uh, you have yeah. got terror cells yeah. terror cells that are coming over and embedded yeah. what have we got coming into this country mm -hmm. but we've got an ideology that is turning and this this has to be said and it is being said and it has to be said very calmly when we have got an ideology that actually wants to destroy a people group of the jews it will say we go for the saturday people then we go for the sunday people 
I am not mm -hmm. making this up because mm -hmm. within Islam, Islam turns around and says, if in the past we have had parts of Spain, if in the past we have had parts of France, if in the past we have had parts of other lands, those lands will always be ours. Mm -hmm. Now at the gates of Vienna, we beat we beat back the Islamic armies. The reason why, and I'm, you know, just tell me, I'm conscious of time, guys, but the mm -hmm. reason why you have the Royal Marines because of the Barbary Wars and their, um, the song that they sing, their anthem says, on the way to Tripoli, there is a clue there, America, and everyone else that wants to study geography with great respect, Tripoli, Libya, north coast of Africa, mm -hmm. the Barbary Wars, the Marines were create, created to stop the marauding Islamic pirates. And they have leather on the collars of their jackets for a reason, which was to stop their, to try and protect their heads from being chopped off by scimitars. Uh, uh. All right. Well, uh, now we are getting close to the end here for the, for the first half of the show. And uh, Mark, in the second half, I want to talk to you a little bit more about what you do. Okay, uh, I know people are no very, very interested in that. Um, I had the privilege of of watching one of your short films, and we're going to talk about that um, in in the second half of the show, and also a conference that um, that you attended and were a part of. Um, just what? Uh, maybe a month ago uh that that was in chicago here in in the united states we're going to talk about that too and then we're also going to let david talk a little bit and get him <laughs> get get him him into it as well here um now i've got to let you guys know that uh israel if, if you haven't heard this already israel is now taking four hour pauses for the next few days and yes. i believe that this is actually not a good thing uh, the pressure is coming from uh, the United States, uh, from what I'm reading about in other media around the world, uh, forced upon them. And uh, I think it's a bad idea. I think it gives um, Hamas an opportunity to reload and regroup. And I'm hoping that the uh, Israelis are you know, surrounding these areas and making sure that terrorists don't get out. Um, and... I've also got a couple of news reports that I need to play for you guys as far as and read for you that um, they're blaming Israel again for another hospital hit. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just, I'll end the, sh the first half of the show with this. If you were to bomb a hospital, I mean, really target it and hit it, would you expect 22 people to be injured? Are, are killed or would you expect there to be like maybe 2200 injured and killed so yeah, if you're going to do it you're going to do it i'm, I'm right. sure israel gonna, has much better aim than that yeah so mm -hmm. let's you know we'll we'll get into that a little bit in the second half of the show again um no matter where you're listening to us whatever station uh we would remind you uh you can also see the video at any time just go to www.lastchristian.net that's www.lastchristian.net. You can find our all of our videos there. And, of course, we invite you uh, to stay tuned for the second half 
of The Last Christian coming up right after this very short break. From a feature story news in Washington, I'm Benji Hire with a roundup of the biggest headlines this past week. A week which ended with intense fighting and firing engulfing the streets around hospitals in Gaza as Israel's conflict with Hamas intensified. More than 11,000 people now dead in the Palestinian territory, according to the militant group ruling the enclave. After some 1,400 Israelis were killed and at least 200 taken hostage in a terror attack on October 7th. But some hope. Israel has agreed to a daily four-hour humanitarian pause in the northern part of the Gaza Strip to allow an assistance to provide a window for civilians to get out of harm's way and to offer safe passage for those hostages. The move was welcomed by the White House, though President Joe Biden says he pushed for a much lengthier pause, three full days, and that this process had taken longer than he'd hoped. For some, These pauses aren't enough. French President Emmanuel Macron has urged countries to strive for a ceasefire proper, stating on Friday that Israel must stop killing women and children. Rebecca Bundant in Paris. French President Macron said that the situation in Gaza is getting worse each day. His opening remarks were at the conference called for humanitarian aid for Gaza on the sidelines of the Paris Peace Forum as concerns persist about basics including water and medical supplies reaching civilians in Gaza amid the conflict. Donald Trump this week took to the witness stand in his New York fraud trial. The former president of the United States and the Republican Party nominee frontrunner for 2024 is accused of inflating his wealth to secure better loans from banks. He could be forced to pay $250 million in damages and be banned from doing business in his home state. The trial, one of many he's facing as he vies for the Oval Office again. Sally Patterson was outside the courthouse. Donald Trump claims his properties have actually been undervalued, not overvalued, as prosecutors allege. The former president says his resort in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, for example, is worth much more than financial documents said. He's called the case politically motivated and an attempt to keep him out the White House. And the White House has confirmed that current President Joe Biden will meet Chinese President Xi Jinping in San Francisco next week. It'll be their first face-to-face meeting in a year and comes at a time of continuing tensions between the two superpowers. Nick Harper reports from Washington. White House officials saying Biden will indeed meet with Xi next Wednesday, while both men are in San Francisco for the Asia-Pacific Economic Partnership Forum. Biden is looking to stabilise the relationship and create a framework to better manage it. But the president, we're told, will also press assertively on a number of issues of contention. That's your weekend Review. And welcome back to the second half of The Last Christian. Again, my name is J.D. Williams, located here in beautiful East Texas from New York, New York. Mr. David Patterson and joining us all the way from the United Kingdom, (laughs) Mr. Mark Sutherland. And uh, guys, before we uh, get back into the discussion, by the way, I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving the discussion that we're having today. Before we uh, get back to that, I talked about a little bit in the first half the, the pauses that are going on there in Gaza. Let, let's listen to this report real, real quick. 
Israel has agreed to a daily four-hour humanitarian pause in northern Gaza. The White House announced the move on Thursday, saying the pauses would begin immediately. This comes after weeks of fighting, which has left more than 10,000 people dead in Gaza. Some 1,400 Israelis have been killed and more than 200 people were taken hostage after an attack on October 7th. Sally Patterson reports. There has been growing international pressure to improve humanitarian conditions for Palestinian civilians in Gaza. Food, water and medical supplies are scarce, while thousands of people have been displaced. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby confirmed there will be no military operations in northern Gaza over the duration of the daily pauses. They will allow assistance to enter the region and provide a window for citizens to get out of harm's way. But the US says a ceasefire is still not on the cards, claiming it would legitimise the October 7th attacks. Sally Patterson, New York. No, the United States isn't telling them anything like that. It's the Israelis are saying there's not going to be anything until they release our hostages. I mean, that's the truth. Okay, they, they want to mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, try to water this down or something to make it sound like it's something that it's not. By the way, I told you guys that there was a strike on uh, one of the hospitals there in Gaza. There's a report here from Reuters that the Israeli airstrikes hit three Gaza hospitals and a school um, hmm. today, uh, and it killed at least 22 people. They hit three different hospitals and schools, and it killed at least 22 people. You want to know why? Because they're not, they're not targeting hospitals. They're targeting terrorists that have their, their command centers in these hospitals and in these schools, along with the missiles that they use to shoot at Israel. Israel has identified them. They have taken the time to go in on the ground, surround these locations. They've gotten out as many civilians as they possibly can, those that are able to escape the fact that Hamas is holding their own people hostage as human shields. Mm -hmm. And then they go in and they take care of these terrorists. Okay, so they killed right. 22 people. Okay, that's called collateral damage. Unfortunately, it happens in war. And well, they were probably all terrorists, too. They might have been. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's. it says the hospitals are in northern Gaza, where Israel says the Hamas militants who attacked it last month are concentrated and are full of displaced people as well as patients and doctors. Israel says Hamas is using them as human shields, which, of course, Hamas denies uh either one of you guys yeah, well they've, they've always done that i want to point out that I, I actually saw a video where israel was protecting a line of civilians yes. so they can get out of the country i saw that too uh, yeah. you see that on the news yeah <laughs> I, well i saw it on fox like news but you're not going to find it on cnn well, or msnbc it's not going to be reported in the mm-hmm. new york times you know but it yeah it happened for sure because israel goes out of its way to protect uh, protect people Good. To be fair, not Hard that I'm, I am no, uh, yeah, yeah. To be, I am no apologist for the BBC. I mean, what David has said is absolutely right. And there was an article on the BBC where they actually talk about that. They talk about you know the protection, getting people out, the warnings, the amount of pamphlets that are, are dropped, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the other, the other key, the other key thing I want to just say here, Joel, which is very important. 
The Biden administration, uh, sadly, is playing, uh, is speaking out of two sides of its mouth, yeah, basically, because the on the one hand, yeah. on the one hand, it's going, you know, we're supporting Israel, Israel's right to defend itself and all the rest. But as the, but as Caroline Glick has pointed out this week, um, right, okay, uh, we need this, these munitions to get the job done. And America's going, well, maybe you can have bombs that are 300 pounds, but you can't have 2,000 pound bombs. Why is that important? Well, underneath Gaza are tunnels, right. and the bombs are to destroy the tunnels. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you said this, you raised this a couple of weeks ago, and I had some woman screaming at me over this. They bombed a hospital. No, they didn't. There was a misfiring of a Hamas rocket that ended right. up in a car park. Right. I want to say this. Any civilian life is tragic. It's awful. I do not. I don't want to see that. I don't condone that on any side. I don't want to right. see that. However, when Hamas is stopping people leaving Gaza and is hiding behind them as human shields, which is done. And as, day, and as you read out a press report that says, Thousands of people being killed. Okay. How many of them are Hamas combatants? Mm -hmm. How many of them are civilians? And more importantly, we have no way of verifying those figures whatsoever. Right. The important issue to me is this. You keep having four-hour ceasefire windows. It then go to six hours, then go to eight hours, then go to a complete ceasefire. Mm -hmm. You cannot do that no these terrorists have to be wiped out and and this is unpopular right so you're telling we have to wipe out the terrorists yes because if we don't wipe out the terrorists we as a country will not exist anymore right mm -hmm. right yeah okay. they'll, they'll come back and they won't stop no you know uh, all the, like it's i said all they're going to do is regroup and reload i'm 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 very, very firm about that. I got one more uh, report uh, for, for you guys uh, today, um, and this will lead us into a conversation that I want to have uh, with, with Mark at some point. Um, anyway, this is about a conference that's going on over there in Europe, and uh, uh, Mark, you may know something about this one. Uh, let's listen to this one real quick. Political leaders, business heads and international organizations are gathering in the French capital for the two-day Paris Peace Forum. The theme of the forum in its sixth edition is Seeking Common Ground in a World of Rivalry. Rebecca Bunden has more from Paris. The Paris Peace Forum comes against the backdrop of major global challenges, including the Israel-Hamas conflict, Russia's war in Ukraine and tensions between the US and China. French President Emmanuel Macron and Ajay Banga of the World Bank are among the speakers at the forum. Climate change, the risks associated with artificial intelligence, peace and security, migration issues are among the topics that are being discussed. Okay, so, uh, you know, we got all these guys. You know, I, did, I didn't hear about any Americans being over there for this. I guess it didn't garner any attention in the United States. And honestly, when I heard this report, um, it's the first I'd ever heard of it. Have you heard of these peace conferences before, David? I've heard of, I've heard of this one. I knew there was a gathering in France. Okay. Um, 
The hilarious thing is that I'm thinking there, and people may say, why are we saying hilarious? They mentioned the World Bank. They need to read a book by John Perkins called The Economic Hitman. I mean, the deep state, the shadow governments, the cabal, this is what this is all about. So suddenly we have a conference about peace, climate change, do me a favour. Um, the Club of Rome designed as a way of controlling mass population, so we invent that. Suddenly, oh, we now want peace because we don't want Israel. As Douglas Murray wonderfully said, Israel is the only army that the rest of the world don't want the world to actually win the war that they didn't start. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a, a one Russian guy, uh, you know, part of the uh, head people over there, said that, that Israel didn't have the right to defend itself. He actually said that. And uh, I guess if his kid is beat up by four or five kids that his kid doesn't have the right to defend himself either. I mean, um, uh, you know, that, well, th this is, yeah, this is, um, I mean, yeah, that's another long discussion, but here is the important thing for America and for the rest of us, as was pointed out, Tehran gives China buys a lot of oil from Tehran. Mm -hmm. Biden, the resident in the White House decides to give six, the administration decides to give, release six billion dollars. Now, whether that's entered into the terrain, the uh, Tehran bank accounts yet, we don't know. It was being held in Qatar right. digitally. Now, a load of Hamas leaders are, li are living in very, very well, luxurious lifestyles in, in Qatar at the moment. Right. Qatar gives millions of dollars to Hamas every month so we'll just put that aside but if if the oil if the oil refinery industry is is bombed in tehran then the china is not going to be very happy about that because china is getting various resources from tehran but if if america is going to give the biden administration not the american people and i distinguish between that just want to say this the support for israel within the american people is so high it's 80 percent maybe more the israeli support within the biden administration not that biden is running it we wonder whether it's obama in his basement with his earplug earphones on but the fact mm -hmm. is this they are playing two sides one now we don't want to give Israel the military hardware it needs because we don't want it to fully win. At the same time, if we then say go and bomb Tehran, then China are not going to get very happy about this. So as David would say, other people, are we at Psalm 83? Are we at Jeremiah 38, 39? What is going, you know, we're seeing various <laughs> things unfold here. But I will say this, and I, I say this genuinely and lovingly all the time to my dear friends in America across the pond and to America. I ask people to keep looking outside the American border. Remember the rest of us in the rest of the world. Pay attention to what's going on. Pray. Because... This is this is totally prophetic as much as I absolutely, you know, I do not. The anti-Semitism so upsets me. Um, it's off the record and what we're seeing. But we're seeing things played out and people have got to educate themselves.
David? I want to point out, too, um, Hamas, uh, you know, we're all talking about Hamas now, but they're actually just a pawn uh, in the eyes of Iran. Right. You know, Iran doesn't care. They, they, they want them all wiped out because they're just using them to, to stir things up so the rest of them can take over. And they don't even realize that. They think, you know, they're going to get something. They're all promised, uh, you know, a meal and, and they're going to get the land and all this other stuff. But uh, and in addition to that, when was the last time any of them in, in Islam did anything that they actually said they were going to do? No. <laughs> I don't Not remember much. one time. Not once. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. If you if you uh, give us a piece, then you know we'll we'll split the land, and it never happens. They try yeah. and take more, no matter what I, you do. To, it, I, I told it's you guys before we got going in, in the second half here that uh, in 1947, I don't remember where uh, where I saw this, and people will have to just look it up for yourself. I can tell you it's factual, and that is that it was discussed in 1947 in the United Nations to try and uh, establish a Jewish state and a Palestinian state. And the map was shown, and the only area that wasn't designated either Israeli or Arab was Jerusalem itself. And uh, I don't remember, uh, I think one of you guys told me who was supposed to have control of that. But anyway... Uh, the Arabian people turned it down. And a year later, Israel becomes a country, and Palestine has been having a fit about it ever since, including going after them, uh, attacking them the day that they were established as a country, where they had one plane, one plane, a, little, uh, a prop plane, that where a guy was throwing bombs out, you know, that was it. That was their air force. Okay. <laughs> and they defeated all these countries that attacked them. You know why? Not because they're mighty, but because God said, no way am I letting Israel lose. That's, you know, that's just the way it is. Now, um, David, I know you wanted to say something about Mark and what's, what's going on. With yeah. Him. I know. Um, Mark, we want to hear about your movie. Yeah, I definitely want to hear about your movie. I'm, I'm gonna, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna put this up on screen here real quick for everybody. Uh, the name of the movie is Between Lambs and Lions. I watched this; it's a little mini movie. Uh, for those of you watching it um, online, you see the link there that I have posted. If you are listening to us in audio form, it's https colon backslash backslash youtube. That's y o u t u dot b e backslash seven lowercase h capital m capital q lowercase b lowercase v capital j capital p six capital h capital m a question mark lowercase s lowercase i equal sign lowercase d capital e lowercase e nine capital r capital o lowercase n capital x Lowercase I, capital E, capital R, lowercase O, capital J, capital J, capital F, capital P. And if you remembered all that, you're doing better than me. But anyway, uh, look, look, us up on, yeah, look, look us up on uh, www.lastchristian.net and you will find it there. But anyway, tell us about this movie, Between Lions, Between Lambs and Lions. You can just and, type that in, Between Lambs and Lions. Yeah, I just love yeah. I, I loved it. I watched it just today. But uh, tell us about that uh if, if you don't mind. 
Joel, that's very, that's very kind of you. And David, that's very kind of you. So the shocking thing is, is that I made that film in 2015. It's what uh, led me to have all the uh, contact I do with the United States of America. And I made it and I produced it in 2015. It was written by a clever young guy called Ted Wilkes, directed, but I produced it because it was leading up to the 2016 presidential election between uh, Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States, and Hillary Clinton, the excuse of someone who wants to be uh, a president of the United States and a member of the... Uh, <laughs> it's my turn, yes. Member of the uh, Council of Foreign Relations and a complete um, not very pleasant individual. You know, what does it matter, Benghazi? So the I made that as a bit like a, as a wake-up call, trying to wake Amer America up. So it was made here. It depicts a time when the Constitution had been suspended and there's complete overreach by the executive branch. Now, the piece of paper that stands in the way of the One World Government movement is the Constitution of the United States. Amen. And that's it. Now... I know that many people within America now are having out of constitution experiences um, and that has been pushed. The fact cancel that uh, the council culture, but the previous, uh, the president 43 and 44, Barack Hussein Obama, um, a supposed constitutional lawyer, um, actually thinks that a piece of paper is, is like jelly. It's flexible. It will, it can change. Well, I've never seen a piece of paper change unless you burn it or put it underwater. So that, that was the message of the film to say about warning. It, it depict, you know, it says, you know, endless, endless wars rage. Money was manipulated until it meant nothing. Um, I then, I then, uh, I have not been able to make a film for a number of years. There are a few things that I really would love to get off the ground. We've had all this pandemic of stupidity that hasn't exactly helped. But 2018, I then produced another short film called The Iris Echo, where it predicted, um, it was a warning about communism. So there's a link between those two. Um, so I, and in 2016, I made a documentary, the incredible Richard North, who wrote a book called The History of Europe and the Great Deception. And I recorded his presentation about how our country could leave the EU and protect its economy. There is a, a sort of a link between a number of my work where it's quite political or you're trying to put over a message. So I earn my living then by, by I work in TV and film in a variety of different uh, roles on this side of the pond. Um, I am a carpenter by trade and I use my carpentry skills. I've, I work in the uh, prop department. I've then produced eight, nine short films, co-produced uh, a feature film, designed two feature films that have been on the cinema, blah, de, blah, de, blah. And I have felt that that has been my mission. That's mm -hmm. my mission field. And um, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. We we have the media that we deserve yeah. because, and I'm talking over here, I'm just going to say over here, because our cult, we may speak the same language. You, you don't pronounce aluminum properly, I'll give you that. And you don't spell center properly. Plus well, the whole of the world the right series. 
yeah all right okay maybe but the whole <laughs> but the whole of the world series revolves around you because you're the only country that participates in it but i'll get over that i'll get over that but i'm just saying that culturally is different where a truck can drive down one of your freeways and have a massive thing on the side of it that says jesus saves you know do you know jesus is your lord and savior right. there'd be massive billboards by your freeways going this is our church you know do you know jesus and all the rest mm -hmm. we do we are we do not have that that mm -hmm. is not culturally how we behave in fact, is that illegal i would even <laughs> well in some ways some people could would like to make it illegal or say it is illegal but no no not necessarily it's just not something that we do however that's partly because jesus faith has been pushed out of the public square and we i mean with what's going on on the streets of london birmingham manchester and other cities in this country and and up north in uh, glasgow and edinburgh there is there is a culture that people are not talking about which mm -hmm. is islam right. and the dangers of that and of course islam means submission mm -hmm. um that discussion frankly is needs to happen so hence why yeah i've made films to try and warn people and as i've said and i say it slightly differently now i've had over the last few years said that if america goes down then the whole world goes down the whole world oh. is finished well actually let's expand it if the whole of western civilization goes down and the president of the united states has always been seen as leader of the free world now we uh, we need another hour two hours a whole <laughs> a whole day to well discuss i'm going to jump in on you right there and 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 ask you if you would mind coming back for our next show which would be the kickoff show for next week because we've barely touched uh the topics that i want to get into with you and you know you've got a great website i want to tell people about which is MarkSutherland.org. That one's easy enough for, for you to, to get to. That's Mark <laughs> Sutherland altogether, MarkSutherland.org. Uh, and now uh, I told you I'm going to mess this word up, okay? And I, I promise you I will, Mark. But anyway, in a uh, dystopian future, uh, oh, you said it right. politician Daniel Alesso campaigns against the oppressive New Republic, challenging the president as the last remaining honest face in American history. Now, that is just a, a, a kind of a, a, a hook, if you would, to watch the movie. And I watched the movie. And now he mentioned that this was done in 2015. I challenge everybody out there, when you watch this, tell me that it doesn't fit 2023. I mean, to a T. It is perfect. Okay? So, uh you were way, way ahead of the curve there. Now, in the next show, if you if you will please come back, I, I want to talk I, to you. I would be, I would be delighted to. Thank I you. I want to I'll talk about uh, a conference that you attended, and mm. this is this year in Chicago. Mm. Okay, mm. and I th now in this particular case, I'm I'm not going to try to I'm not going to try to read this link. <laughs> but anyway, th this is uh, Conversations That Matter, a Hatred of Biblical Christianity at Parliament of World's Religions. You can, if you are watching us 
you can see the the rumble um, link there. Um, again, if you are unable to do that, we do encourage you to go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net, and you can find the link there. And um, I want to get uh, really deep into that with you, uh, Mark. I don't think it's fair uh, right now to bring it up. And since you have agreed, I'm, I'm going to hold off talking about it until until the next show. But um, David didn't really, uh, I, I guess I gave you kind of half a break today. I don't know. It seemed like I took up too much time. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. You know, because I wanted so, to I wanted to give Mark as much time as possible. Um, but Fabulous. Anyway, uh, David, if you got Mark about, talks, it's me talking. You, you, got, you got about two and a half minutes. It's all yours, David. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, Mark and I do uh, a show together, um, and it's an homage to my British heritage and his and our current states of mind. And that show is called Utter Nutter. And if you are at all British, you'll understand uh, the humor in that. And that is ultimately British as well. Like, you know, what have the Romans ever done for us? Viaduct <laughs> <laughs> so, <Far> road. <laughs> so we all have yeah. our, our niche in, in this world. Mine is, you know, I'm, I'm very good at, uh, you know, getting biblical concepts and boiling them down. Right. And I always use the analogy, you know, like a mama bird's going to chew up that worm and spit it out for the little birds to eat because that's really disgusting. But <laughs> that's the idea of what God has given me to boil down biblical concepts and then feed them to people in a way they can understand it. Right. And that's what Mark does for the current political world as the sons of Issachar were encouraged to know the times and the seasons and also to be like the Bereans who search things out. And that's that's his niche and he's a master at it where he can take all the world events, boil them down, compare them to biblical prophecy and make sense of it all. And that's why he, he is such a treasure to have on and, you know, an immense, uh, uh, let's say a, a veritable wellspring of vital knowledge. We'll just put it that way. So thank you for coming on, Mark. And um, for this show, what do you got from last parting words and then lead us into what's coming next time? Yeah. Well, thank you, David. Uh, thank you, David. The checks in the post. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't That's tell you. That's the mail for you people you know, in America. <laughs> what we uh, developed the show for was to bring news, current events, and prophecy, put them side by side, and say, "Hey, you better start paying attention." You know, all the all the media. I'm sure over there in the UK, as much as here. You know, they say, well, we don't know what's coming next. Well, yeah, we do. And if you're smart enough, you'll pick up a Bible and you'll figure it out really quick. So, again, I am going to ask if you have not accepted Christ, please do so. There is no there's no escaping that decision. And to not make a decision is making a decision. And that's the wrong one. So you do need to concentrate now. Luckily for us, Mark will be back in the next show, as will David, and I hope I will. That is, of course, unless we're raptured in the next few minutes. So uh, who knows? Could happen at the, at the twinkle of an eye. It says only God knows the day and hour. Or the hour and whatever. Anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, we'll be yeah. back. We'll be back next time with another edition of The Last Christian. And we hope that you will take the time to join us. 
Uh, by the way, midweek edition is great too. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds. See you in a minute.